Before we listen to this podcast, Marcus wants to share the following Wellness Summit blooper with you. Damo, this is ridiculous. When we recently closed two-for-one ticket sales to the summit, we left the two-for-one banner on our website saying, get your two-for-one tickets. How do you think that's gone down with our loyal listeners? People are jumping online to buy two-for-one tickets, but our system has shut them down. Oh dear, Marcus. So let's do this, MP. As our way to thank our listeners for their patience and to apologize for our feeble technology troubles, let's release 100 more seats at two-for-one. Let's do 50 double passes at the two-for-one rate. But Damo, we were just about to raise the price by 50 bucks a ticket. I know, MP, but I'm pulling rank. For one week only, Wellness Couch listeners, you have one more chance to come to the summit at half price. Two days at the Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre on September 10 and 11. That's 16 hours of powerhouse wellness at less than $10 per hour. You're so generous, Damo. This offer strictly expires at 11.59pm on Sunday, May 8th, so don't delay. To register for one of only 50 double passes, go to thewellnesssummit.com. wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives you're listening to a quirky journey the healthy family podcast with your hosts joe witten and fuad kasab welcome to a quirky journey we're really excited today to have with us leslie who is the brains behind the mind foundation and the heart behind it (laughs) so today um leslie's going to give us a bit of a um, background on what she does with the Mind Foundation and how the Mind Forum started, and we've got um, lots of questions for you, Leslie. So, welcome. Good morning. Thanks, Joe and Fuad. Well, I'm very thrilled to be here. Thanks Hi, so Leslie. much for joining us. Hi, Fuad. Good morning. <laughs> so, um, would you like to just start with a little bit of your story and explain to us how this Mind Foundation? became what it is and why you started it because it's quite it's become quite a big thing really I've been hearing about it for a few years and um, it's helped a lot of people and we'd love to know how it all began well sure I'd love to share my story I think it's it's um, the, us parents getting out there and sharing our stories it's really helping spread information that in the past was so difficult to find um, you know my journey started really 18 years ago, I've got an 18-year-old who's in uni and doing very well and a mm-hmm. 16-year-old in high school and also doing very well. Okay. Um, but about 15 years ago, um, their teacher pulled me aside and said, look, I think you should uh, take them to see a speech therapist and an occupational therapist. Well, I was a young mom and it was all new to me, so I took their advice, but I hadn't really noticed anything. Mm. And sure enough, my um, one daughter was diagnosed with dyspraxia. And I was lucky enough to go to a speech therapist who at the time recommended the only um, biomedical or nutritional pediatrician in all of Australia. Oh, you were lucky. And so I I was very lucky. Um, and I took her to uh, see him, and uh, that, that was my toddler, and I had a baby in tow with a bloated tummy and cradle cap and some eczema. And long story short, this pediatrician began to talk about leaky gut and food sensitivities and put together all the pieces that we now know about brain immunogut. Um, conditions Mm. and so I was very fortunate to um, take my children off gluten and dairy and saw big results Mm. I put them on some simple supplements zinc magnesium b6 and saw great results as well 
And I have to say that, um, you know, the GPs that I went to were not receptive. They, they mm. felt that it could, in fact, maybe be harmful. And so I was sharing my information in mother's groups and quite surprised that there were so many other kids who had similar symptoms. And, um, you know, the moms would call and say, look, I can't get into this pediatrician. Is there anyone else to recommend? And at the time, you know, there was a very short list of practitioners who understood this space. I went over to the States to a few conferences just to gain more knowledge, you know, for my children. Mm -hmm. And I connected with a group there called Defeat Autism Now. Mm -hmm. Now, neither of my children were um, on the spectrum or diagnosed with autism um, or Asperger's. But these doctors in the States who um, had formed quite a significant group, there were maybe about 50 or 60 of them who were, you know, global, mm -hmm. they were forming think tanks and looking into this connection between the brain, the immune system, and the gut. And I learned so much from those conferences. Um, you know, it was like, it would be a three-day conference, and they'd have a room going for parents and a room going for practitioners. Yeah. And so I just spur the movement, went up to the stage after a lecture, and I asked two of them to come to um, speak in Sydney. <laughs> and without hesitation, they both accepted. Wow. You know, there was no money wow. discussed, or, you know, they are really very dedicated professionals, practitioners, pediatricians, in fact, who see um, the health crisis in our kids and are really just feel a moral imperative to get out there and help educate. So this was in 2005. In 2006, we ran our first Mind Forum, yeah. which was a big success. You know, we didn't even have to market very hard. We got lots of practitioners and families, and everyone was incredibly grateful. And um, we had two streams going, one training practitioners and another educating families and teachers and speech therapists and OTs and, you know, the whole group, um, mm -hmm. behavioral um, therapy as well. And um, from there, we just kind of just kept getting calls. And, and uh, you know, my children are actually quite young. I hadn't intended to start anything very organized at the time. Because of the demand, we just did. And we start, I worked, um, you know, for free for seven or eight years out of my basement in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Um, and, you know, while getting my kids to school and feeding them and getting the lunchboxes. And, um, you know, it was, it was a difficult time in that, people still didn't really know about leaky gut or, um, you know, even Natasha Campbell McBride, but I, I, it was growing. So in 2006, when we ran that conference, um, the pediatrician that came from the group, um, the autism, Defeat Autism Now, were doctors Nancy O'Hara and mm -hmm. Liz Mumper. And in fact, they're coming out this year to mm. speak again at the conference, and we're feeling really That's so grateful. Yeah, they've been so loyal to Australia and really globally. Um, so they'll be coming out. And that same year, the first year, we brought out Natasha Campbell McBride, who had written a book called Gaps, Gut and Psychology Syndrome. Well, her book, we distributed it. We were the only group distributing it at the time. And it sold like hotcakes. And, you know, she developed quite a strong following because she herself is a mom as well as a neurologist and with um, nutrition she healed her son off the autism spectrum mm. and um, is an incredibly passionate and articulate speaker so she's mm. developed a strong as you know and uh, Joe I think you know you might jump in and yeah. say something about how you feel about that. Yeah well it's made such a difference in our family and I just see so many other people being helped by it. Um, she's had a very big impact worldwide really. Um, and so it's great that you 
got her over to Australia all those years ago. Um, I wish I hadn't missed out on hearing her speak last year, but maybe she'll come again. Yes, we- <laughs> <laughs> she'll come again she's loyal as well I mean yeah. we did we were lucky enough to get her back again last year and she you know this time around she had a big following so it's become easier our mission at Mind Foundation <clears throat> you know the first priority is to help reverse the childhood disease trends which mm-hmm. are really alarming you know, if you look at the statistics we've got one in four young Australians with a mental health condition yeah. one in three with allergies one in four with asthma one in ten with ADHD and one in 63 with autism Um, and the childhood cancer diabetes obesity and depression have all more than doubled in the past decade so we're looking at very um, alarming statistics so mine's mission really is to help reverse these Mm. and the very good news is that um, what we're seeing, what these integrative practitioners are seeing is that these children are affected more by environmental factors than genetic ones, mm. um, which means there's a lot that can be done to treat them, you know, and yeah. that's really the silver lining. And that, um, gives, so that gives parents hope because for so long, I know I always thought it was genetic and, you know, there, there wasn't I always um, heard, I should say, that it was genetic and that there wasn't much you could do about it. But deep down, I kept thinking, no, there's got to be things that you can do with food. There's got to be environmental factors. And it's so good to hear it's getting out there and people are actually seeing changes in their families with changing the environmental factors. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of our very popular streams that we, we run seminars as well as in the conference, and you'll be presenting both you and Fuad um, in a couple of weeks, is um, the seminar we call Food is Medicine. Yeah. And we feel quite passionate about getting out the fact that food isn't just preventative. We like to, you know, a lot of GPs are now saying, yes, it's good prevention, but truly food is a treatment protocol. Mm. Yes. And um, the practitioners that we work with who specialize in special diets are expert in identifying what diet and what foods work for which individual. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's why our first piece of advice is really get an integrative practitioner who specializes in nutrition, mm. let them run the tests and help you understand what works for you because you know as you know Joe mm. with four children you know one of your children might do just fine yes. with bananas but the other might react yes and um, so and and one the wonderful thing is as you begin to heal the gut by eliminating those foods that are problematic you know you reduce inflammation mm-hmm. and if you heal the gut and balance the microbes then you do become more robust and able to handle a range of foods yeah. you know i i don't That's think right. any of our practitioners would ever say run out and buy dairy and wheat mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but those are those are problematic proteins for everyone but, um, you know, it's exciting to see that there are so many solutions and that, you know, people like you are really helping get the word out. I think it's mm-hmm. encouraging that so many, the internet has really helped us moms yeah. and dads get out there with important information. Mm. That's right. So, um, Fuad, do you have a question there? Oh, yeah, I was just thinking, like, Leslie, you've uh, sort of been on this journey for such a long time and you've uh, really been... 
you know, at the forefront of it in Australia. And, um, you know, now that's really seems to be like for all of us that the way forward is to heal the gut and to look at inflammation as the source of all these kinds of issues. But uh, I'm just wondering, how, how have you seen the thinking evolved over the past few years, you know, as, since you've started? And have you seen like more of a reinforcement of this? Or are we seeing um, like more things starting to come into the fold? And uh, we try, are we trying to address more than just food these days? Is there more stuff that's coming into the mix in terms of uh, managing these kinds of uh, illnesses? Yes, I mean, that's a very good question. Um, I've been attending a lot of practitioner conferences and, you know, the resounding theme is really about the immune system being taxed by what we call an overload. Mm. So, and that will um, then create inflammation and oxidative stress and lead to lots of um, different conditions that can affect the immune system, the gut, the metabolism. Um, and so really it's a story of um, our environment. You know, we, we are ecological creatures and we evolved in tandem with nature. Um, and in the past maybe four generations, we've really become out of sync with that. And, you know, the primary culprit would be processed foods. Mm. Um, however, you know, there are other factors that actually infiltrate the food system, and a big one would be pesticides in our mm. foods. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we are seeing so much wheat sensitivity does have to do with the way they're treating the crops, wheat and soy and corn. In America, 85% of those crops are sprayed heavily with um, Roundup or glyphosate. Mm -hmm. And on our board is an MIT professor, Stephanie Seneff, who's done a lot of important research to show how Roundup, um, which now the, we're ingesting because it's sprayed so heavily on the crops, how that damages gut flora. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that is one example of an environmental assault that's hurting our bodies. Um, you know, there's also fluoride and chlorine in the water. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are factors like not enough breastfeeding and cesareans um, that impact on the health of the gut flora. So, I mean, to answer your question about have I seen an evolution, absolutely, and that's really encouraging. There's now so much more data coming out um, that's just, it's science, and so you can't refute it. Mm. And um, there are many more conferences um, around gut health, and I think gastroenterologists may begin to actually study the microbiome, which, funnily enough, they didn't learn in med school. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's, there's the whole, you know, the understanding of the microbiome and the fact that we're actually more microbes than we are cells. You know, we're about 70 trillion cells, a human being, but we're 700 trillion cells of the microbes. Mm -hmm. So microbes really outnumber our human cells um, you know, a hundred to one, yeah. and uh, or rather ten to one. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think medical science is in for a huge paradigm shift now that we understand, you know, this connection. We as microbes are connected to our earth and the water and the air and the soil, and when there's a disconnect, um, we become ill. You know, mm -hmm. illness is a sign to change. So it's about understanding how that impacts on our environment. So, Leslie, have you personally seen any improvement in your own health since you started this journey? So, I'm guessing that you're also implementing the same changes that you did for your children in, your, in terms of what you eat and the way that you live now. Have you seen any changes for yourself? I'm so glad you asked that question because one of our key campaigns is to 
um, really help support the mother's health and women's health in general. Look, I started with my children and um, I, there were probably a number of years when I was an adrenaline junkie and I was focused on getting my children <laughs> to a lot of different practitioners while running conferences. And I, you know, had my own little health episodes and my doctor, you know, said, look, it's time to put the uh, mask on and help the mom. So I did step aside <laughs> and, you know, paid a little bit more attention to my health, which was essential for everyone. You know, it's so important for our families and mm. really our communities to ensure that um, the women and the moms are healthy, um, both prenatally and also when you've got yeah. your children and you've got to look after them. So um, <clears throat> a lot of our practitioners are very passionate about making sure they're treating the whole family. They often see the children, but they insist that the mom come in and they work her up sometimes even before the kids because if the mom's not well you don't always get the compliance you know the lifestyle and diet compliance you need That's true. Um, what worked for me Fuad was the gut you know it's healing the yeah. gut I had this is a story as Natasha Campbell McBride so um, aptly explains about maternal transfer you know we inherit genetics from our parents but more importantly from our mothers we inherit some key uh, conditions including infections, toxins, nutritional deficiencies, and the gut flora. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I come from quite a large family. I've got seven aunts and uncles on my mother's side and six on my dad's. Wow. On my mother's side, there was a history of a lot of kind of brain gut issues. And so, you know, the story would have been that my mom went through my grandmom's birth canal and she inherited a lot of allergies. I went through my birth, my mom's birth canal and I in turn inherited allergies and, you know, what has been termed chronic fatigue. Mm. And my children also inherited, you know, gut flora going down the generations. And each successive generation... Um, combined with all the environmental factors, we are really eroding the health of our microbiome and the gut flora. So a generation ago when you and I had a lolly, well, it was okay, we might have gotten a little fidgety, but nowadays with the microbiome being that much more degraded, those same lollies really set our kids off. So mm. it's kind of the double whammy of we're losing our um, immune and our robust immune system in our gut at the same time that we're being taxed with more outside toxins. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a double whammy. So I've seen... So, Leslie, <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, so many questions for me. You like, go, you um, go. Sorry, Joe. Uh, like from, from my, like my personal philosophy in life seems to be leading me down this path where I'm going back more and more into nature like uh, there's like a caveman in me that's sort of screaming out to be always like in the sunlight all the time sleeping when the sun goes down really trying to seek the best quality water that i can find if sort of a, like natural spring water that i can find and foraging for food and things like that and and, and that kind of was um the journey that I've gone through from being just like a, an office person who was obese and unwell and I had all sorts of health problems and now I'm at this point in my life where just having switched to an ancestral diet it's led me down this rabbit hole and I feel that that is a place for me where like truly true healing comes from and uh, I'm kind of wondering whether this kind of um, thing is is where you're seeing happening in the mind form as well is it is there some kind of a, a global uh, movement that's sort of focusing on a return to nature and eating as close as possible to what nature provided and um, is there like a, any kind of crossover between the paleo kind of diet and what you're seeing the practitioners who are coming to the mind forum talking about and your own personal experience 
Absolutely, 100%. And what's so exciting is there's so many different groups coming together under that umbrella, you know, whether you call it ecological medicine, which is, you know, in the 70s and 80s, what some of the older um, nutritional doctors called it, or biomedicine, or functional medicine, or paleo, um, or GAPS. All these groups are coming together with the understanding that um, we need to get back to doing things that our bodies evolved to need. And that does include, you know, being in rhythm with with sleep rhythms that are in sync with the sun. Um, and exercise, exercise is actually extremely important. So at the conference, we do have a number of different speakers, all certified practitioners, who cover everything from nutrition, to sleep, to breathing, um, to exercise, and even, you know, lifestyle. We're also, um, you know, tribal creatures. We need our community and we need relationship and we actually need interaction and touch. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the forum really tries to bring together all of these different disciplines um, with the evidence-based science behind it, because unfortunately we live in an environment now um, where we've got to prove everything um, Mm -hmm. under this kind of construct that's been um, described as science. Now, what we're finding... We have to justify our own nature. We have to justify what what else... our ancestors knew instinctively and always did. (laughs) Absolutely. It's kind of evolutionary science. So, you know, we're now um, at least seeing the science that supports what, you know, I'm I'm big on the mother's intuition, what we mums intuitively have thought for so long about what our children need Mm -hmm. and and dads Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And it's just very exciting to see so many different groups coming together. And I think the Internet has really helped that. Um, You know, as an example, well, we all know we're up against big food and big pharma who have, you know, an interest not so much in our health but in their sales. That's Mm -hmm. just how that's the structure. I mean, excitingly, there are lots of wonderful companies cropping up that are providing good, healthy products. So it's Mm. we're not just about going after business. We're we're pro-business, but we're pro-business that's going to provide solutions to the consumer that Mm. are sustainable. Um, so yeah, we're at the conference. We also have a big expo that um, promotes a lot of personal, nutritional, and healthy home products that have been vetted by practitioners. Um, and really, part of the prescription, you know, you go to an integrative practitioner and they tell you to make sure you've got a water filter and that your oh. air is clean and so forth. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see so many people coming together. I guess what I wanted to say about Um, One of our key speakers, Dr. Kelly Brogan, who's a holistic women's psychiatrist in New York, she's coming out and speaking at the conference, and we're very excited. Just in the past two months, she skyrocketed to the top of the New York Times bestseller list with Mm. a book called A Mind of Your Own. Um, And she basically, the subtitle is, What Women Can Do About about Depression That Big Pharma Cannot. I love it. So this young... Your breed of integrative doctor is on the front foot and they're going for it because she's got all the evidence behind it and she's got a whole book on how to treat depression without any drugs at all and you know she's explaining that depression is simply a symptom you know there's used to be this shame around mental health issues like anxiety and depression well 
research shows that nearly 50% of Aussie women are struggling with that, and there's no shame in it. In fact, it's a symptom of under, more underlying conditions that we need to get a handle on. So yes. Dr. Brogan yeah. will be covering that, and she'll be educating families as well as training practitioners. So we encourage people to send your GPs along because that's where the solutions will be. Mm. We're looking forward to interviewing her um, next on the next podcast next week. So that'll be ex very exciting. So Leslie, can you tell us a bit more about the speakers at this year's forum and who's coming and what we are to expect? Sure. Well, um, I guess we should start off with our food as medicine stream. We've got Joe Witten and Fuad who are going to... Um, I love really those guys. They're the best. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah. The star show is going to be Isaac Witten. Yay! Joe's 14-year-old son's going to be up on stage um, helping to do a cooking demo and explaining how nutrition really helped um, alleviate his symptoms of anxiety. Yeah. So we're very excited about that. Um, so that whole day, we've got Alex Stewart, who also you know, is leading a strong uh, internet group. Um, we have a holistic psychiatrist that we're beaming in from uh, San Francisco, mm -hmm. Dr. Suruchi Chandra, who is brilliant. She's got... Um, a degree from Harvard, a medical degree from Yale, and then she went on and practiced psychiatry, but was really disillusioned because she found that a lot of what she was treating was actually infections, because there's that brain-gut connection. A lot of infections drive mental health issues. So she went back and studied three years of um, herbs and is treating a lot of really yeah. difficult mental health issues like bipolar, schizophrenia. Um, by treating infections with mm. herbs and getting really great results. So that's an interesting speaker. We've also got um, uh, Erica Pearson, who is a naturopath from Portland, Oregon, who's a mother of a child with Down syndrome. And mm. she's very passionate about women um, prenatally making sure they've got good thyroid health because there's a strong connection between thyroid disease, hypothyroidism, and children with developmental delay, including autism and Down syndrome. Um, and a lot of our kids um, have thyroid issues too, so it's extremely important to understand how infections and toxins are impacting on that. It's mm. not just a question of taking a hormone replacement, it's getting to the underlying conditions mm. that affect um, thyroid. Mm. Um, and who else do we have? Uh, the two pediatricians, Dr. Nancy O'Hare and Liz Mumper, I'm really fond of because they, we wouldn't be here mm. without them. So they'll be speaking to a, uh, a range of issues, including how the gut impacts on the immune system and the brain. And Dr. Mumper is going to be covering maternal transfer in more detail. You know, what exactly is passing from mother to child mm. and how can we prevent that and, um, and treat it? Wow. It's going to be so interesting. Leslie, maybe a, a bit of a look into the future. Like how... What do you see happening over the next 10 years in, in this movement and uh, globally? Like I can imagine you've seen a lot of skepticism at first. Uh, people, mm. like, you know, uh, from from what I remember, you know, 10 years ago, food and health were completely unrelated in, mm. in terms of how people, like, in the mainstream media were looking at it. And now there's more of an uptake. Uh, and uh, you've obviously seen that happen. And w what do you see the next 10 years looking like? 
Well, I see um, the grassroots movement driving change, which is very exciting. You know, the the doctors and the medical mainstream, they, they really had good intentions when they went to medical school. But I think maybe some of them are scratching their heads now wondering why they only had one course of nutrition in all those four years. So I think um, a big part of it is going to be we'll see a shift in medical curriculum, yeah. which will help a lot of families who... You know, they do blindly trust um, the medical experts. Mm. I think there are a lot of us who have had our stops and starts, and now we trust the nutritionally focused medical experts. Mm. So I think there's going to be a shift in medical education for the better towards nutrition. I think more and more families are going to start making the right decisions in terms of nutrition and lifestyle and healthy home and clean living and connecting with nature. And, um, you know, as we educate and we start to make those decisions, then we as consumers will be buying the products that are good for us. Mm. And in turn, that's very exciting because those products are also good for the planet. So, you know, if we continue to educate and we act on what really is healthful for us, I think we'll address global warming in a much more significant way than getting out there and trying to save the planet. And in fact, I think it's hubris for us to think that we should go save the planet because, um, you know, it will spit us out before you can say boo. <laughs> the, 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 the bigger challenge, really, I, I think, you know, the human health crisis is perhaps, you know, more, uh, more alarming than the global one, um, yeah. which I have. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just ranting and raving. I've been hearing this from health experts who have worked with the World Health Organization. Mm. Um, so it's just not a campaign that's gotten out there so much. But... Truly, our human, you know, health is really at risk, and it starts with the gut and the microbiome. So, I'm I'm quite optimistic that we're going to continue to tell our stories, and that we're going to motivate our children to get out there and advocate advocate for the right products and lifestyle for them, and um, that we'll just see a really healthy shift for human health and planet health. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely see with with my readers the shift happening. Um, I think even five years ago, um, people that I spoke to like on my Facebook page and emails and things, they were so much at the beginning of the journey. They were, um, I, you know, I was meeting people who had no idea that sugar was bad for you and all of that kind of thing. It was just all so new. Um, but I think now it's, it's really much more common to know the basics of good health and what we should be doing and um, people are wanting to get back to that old way of living, you know, the traditional ways of living. They, I hear people who are like business people with TV shows and all sorts of things saying to me, I just want to go live in the country and have a garden and grow food and have chickens. <laughs> and I just think it's, it's in us. And we know deep down that that's the way we should be living, that simple life with a healthy environment and in nature and eating real food, and when we get back to that, we're happy. It just helps so much. I think we all need to move up and be neighbours with you, Joe. <laughs> sure, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I spent a week there, Leslie, and I calmed down so much. Like I didn't even know myself by the end of it. It was pretty amazing. But yeah. to, your, to your point, Joe, like, um, there's this uh, idea that keeps coming around in my head, and like we see all these things kind of relating back 
to to this uh, divorce from nature and all these diseases and anxiety and depression mm. all that kind of stuff is the same symptoms that we see in domesticated animals and zoo animals mm. and uh, this and this kind of domesticated human yeah. uh, is living a very unnatural life and a return when you start eating more like a, a person is supposed to be then you start going down this whole rabbit yeah. hole one thing after the other and eventually, like you, you just want to get a you know a house in the in the countryside <laughs> and grow, put your hands in the dirt every day, yes. and that's sort of like uh, where I'm hoping like it'll kind of provide this kind of amazing world where we're all connected back to the planet again, and we uh, find our own health in the health of the planet, and vice versa. So this this is sort of my dream, um, and I'm really excited to see mine sort of pushing down that path because I, mm. I see a huge intersection with that and I feel that the grassroots movement is where we need to be like we have all these really huge names in like the paleo world or the ancestral health movement and uh, but it's all happening at the grassroots as Leslie was saying so Leslie how many attendees are will be at mine this year well I mean traditionally we get about 600 I think we're on track for about that many mm -hmm. um, and uh, sort of 250 practitioners which is really exciting because that's just wow. exponential you know they get, they go out across the country and they help you know sort of hundreds and thousands of patients so yeah. we're wow. quite excited about that and then next year we're going to be going online with it so you know stay wow. tuned you know, we're going to we're working we are a charity we're working on fundraising all the time and our big vision really is just to put a lot more online so that more families can access it mm. but having said that you know there is nothing like getting human beings in a room so we'll always yeah. have a big conference because I know, you know, as a mom traveling from Australia to the States, going to that conference, it was sitting in the room with other women yeah. who had already tried it and, and dads. Um, and uh, it was sitting and talking to a human being that actually inspired me to get grains out of our diet. I had done gluten-free and wheat-free, but I hadn't tried GAPS. And then when I tried that, I just saw a whole nother level of mm. health. So it is important that we connect as human beings. I think it's very powerful to um, also be amongst other people who are on the same journey <clears throat> and sharing with them and it, it just gives you a whole lot more energy to try new things, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's inspiring. We all need our tribes, don't we? Yeah, and it's we wonderful to have our tribe, you know, on online at six in the morning, but it's really <laughs> lovely to get a hug from them too. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> not, not quite the same online. Um, we need to miss our biome as well. Yes, yes there we go. <laughs> Did we talk about the kind of things that are going to be in the second and third day of the Mind Forum? Because um, we talked about the food is medicine, but I'm not sure if we mentioned in detail what sort of things are on the schedule. Okay, let me see. I, I, um, I don't have a schedule in front of me, but Sorry. we'll have um, – we do have someone – speaking on the benefits of chiropractic mm -hmm. which again is a, a modality that I have found very helpful for mm, my children and there is research, yeah there's a research which shows that just simple adjustments absolutely impact on brain development yeah. and health so mm -hmm. um, we're very passionate about helping families understand there are a lot of natural and neurotherapies out there which are really helpful and holistic um, we also have another chiropractor speaking on the importance of the vagus nerve and how the vagus nerve actually ties into the gut and 
you know, why it's important to have a, a healthy vagus nerve. Um, we've got a super uber athlete called Kira Sutherland, who used to teach at Nature Care. She's um, She competes in the Iron uh, Women competitions, and she goes between Australia, her native country, and Canada. Mm-hmm. She's coming out, and she's just going to speak on the evidence behind um, sport and wow. exercise. Awesome. And as funny as that sounds, you know, our children just are not naturally getting the exercise that we evolved to handle. And as Fuad says, we're a little overly domesticated. You know, <laughs> nowadays children can't get to school play in the playground because there's insurance rules against it. Mm. Or, you know, they're sitting in cars and on the bus rather than walking to school. So mm. um, there's just a lot of evidence behind how helpful exercise can be in terms of developing the brain and also detoxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who else? We're going to have an, a speaker's panel, so clinical pearls, some practitioners who are just going to share with us um, certain things they're seeing clinically that have been helping. One interesting thing um, in the States is something called helminth therapy, which in very complex cases of immune dysregulation like autism um, or chronic fatigue or even Lyme, they're, um, they're administering what's essentially a green beetle that it's an ancient remedy from England that absolutely helps reset the immune system. And so, you know, the thought is that it's part of our ecosystem in the gut that somehow has been damaged. And they're actually seeing pretty interesting results with that. So, you know, it's interesting. There's always new information. Mm. It's why we have to do this every year because there's so much coming out fast and furious. And really what it points to is around the world, we, we were ecological creatures as we evolved. And we always found solutions in nature and whether it's England or the Middle East or India or Japan, you know, everyone sort of has their own home remedies, which mm. funnily enough are now resurfacing in science. Yeah. And isn't it funny when they test them, a lot of times they're absolutely amazed by um, this is the science behind it and how did these people figure this out? You know, it's amazing. I mean, one of our big things is really, again, just to let people know that um, food and nutrition and nutritional medicine is medicine. It's not just prevention. It is absolutely treating pretty serious chronic disease, Mm. including autism. It's awesome. So exciting. Uh, it uh, boggles my mind how um, people can take a small pill and uh, say, ah, oh, this is going to have a huge impact on my health. And then they can eat like a kilo of food a day and just go, ah, oh, that, you know, that's, <laughs> it's not that, that won't do anything. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> and just calories. Just, you can always go to the surgeon and get it cut out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can always take another pill to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, for me, even exercise seems like a pill that is actually a replacement for movement in nature and actual like just everyday living kind of movement and it, it is a it's something that people would never have done like no one would really exercise people would either play or they would sort of perform activities such as hunting or gathering and uh, or building huts or things like that yeah and they, they would like no one was going to waste energy just doing an activity like uh, exercise and now because of the world that we we live in we have to do this as kind of a substitute for natural movement mm. but there's nothing that beats natural movement in nature like when you have all these elements lined up you've got sunlight you've got fresh air of the forest you've got all the microbiota like all the bacteria and the fungus and and the smells from the essential oils that are being released by the trees and things like that like this is this is where like real healing happens, and I like I encourage everyone to try as 
have as much nature time as possible and have natural movement there but if they can't like definitely start looking at those kind of things where at least you're trying to find a, a substitute for movement in nature and such as exercise and you know these this kind of small amounts of sun exposure but like if you know mm. just the amount of happiness and peace that i find in nature especially since i've um, been focusing on um, you know, making a, a huge part of my life has just made a, a profound impact on me, and uh, I never would have imagined that it would be that mm. that huge. So, you know, look, so, it's it is so true, and I'm so glad that you bring out the point of exercising in nature. I mean, on our Facebook page, which I encourage everyone to visit, um, because we put daily posts, research, and news. Um, we did a couple of weeks back post a research article on how. Um, exercising in nature helps alleviate ADHD symptoms in children. Mm -hmm. So wow. the point was, it was nature. It wasn't just getting into a gym. So yeah. that is a really important point. Well, I find with my kids, yeah, if they're having an anxious, difficult day, um, just to get them out, go wander around a creek and, you know, explore and swim and splash around, it's like it, they come back so relaxed and happy and they say, oh, mum, that helps so much. Joe, there's studies that talk about like how visual complexity of a natural setting actually adds to brain development. Like even seeing huge amounts of you know trees and um, you know bark and things like that that you would not see in a in an artificial environment mm. that creates a better brain. So you know it's really really important, especially for the developing brain, to to be in that kind of environment. Mm. There's so much in nature that we, we really do, don't even know where to start looking in terms of the health benefits. So. Yeah. Anyway, but so it's really exciting to to see that this whole movement's going down that path. Very exciting. Yeah, Leslie, can, how can people find out a bit more about Mind and the, the forum that's happening this year? Okay, well, the best thing to do is just hop on mind.org, M-I-N-D-D.org. And you can go under events and you'll see a menu that um, mentions the forum and practitioner training. And there's also a speaker's reception. Anyone in Sydney is welcome to come that Friday night and meet um, Dr. Kelly Brogan and our keynote speakers. Um, because we really were about education as well as advocacy. So visiting the website is the best way to do it. And on the website, you can also sign up for our newsletter, which goes out weekly that has a lot of articles. It has articles by pediatricians and nutritionists and naturopaths and soon-to-be chiropractor mm -hmm. um, that just helps families understand some of the solutions out there. That's good. Joe, uh, sorry, Leslie, would you like to add anything be before we finish up here? Is there anything you'd like to add and tell our listeners? No, I just really want to thank um, Joe for doing such an amazing job at getting the word out. You know, to have such a huge following is tremendous. And it really just speaks to, you know, human beings, we know what we need. Moms know what we need. And when they hear the truth, they respond to it. So you've really just tapped into a central truth of humanity and parenting that um, has created a wonderful following. So we, we appreciate your support. We're trying to bridge the divide with, you know, the mums with intuition and the scientists with knowledge. And, yeah. you know, there's yeah, a bit yeah, of a chasm that we're helping to bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we thank you for that. Thank and you. And thanks, Fuad, for jumping in. We really look forward to your cooking demo. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Thank you for inviting me, Leslie. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much, guys. And, Leslie, we're, we're really looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And um, I'll post the links to 
to the things that we've talked about, so the Mind website and the Facebook page and anything else that you can think of you want me to share, Leslie, um, on the website, on the okay. Wellness Couch. And, um, so that Thank you. That's okay. And we'll um, share the news around as much as we can because this is something that you guys really don't want to miss out on. If you can possibly get to Sydney, you'll want to come. This is going to be awesome. Um, will there be... And there's another show. I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Anyone who is feeling that they don't have time to do, you know, the seminars there. You can go for one day. You can okay. go either Friday or Saturday or Sunday. But there's an expo running all three days. You can bring your kids. They're free. And it's $15 entry. And you can get heaps of ideas mm. just by going to the expo. And probably by and talking to the people that have the stalls too. Exactly. <laughs> and that's at the Randrick Race Course. Okay. Um, also, is there going to be anything online afterwards for people to watch if they can't come? So down the road, this is something we're developing mm -hmm. for our website, um, you know, maybe sort of three to six months out, okay. we'll be posting some some of the lectures, not all of them, mm -hmm. but some of them. And probably in the near future, we'll be up last year. And as of next week, we're launching our practitioner search engine because we've now got 11 years of practitioners who have trained with us who we feel oh, confident to so note. Um, so, you know, you can hop online and find a practitioner near you. It's always important to do your own research around it as well, but, mm. you know, it's a good point. It's a good start, yeah, because I get that question a lot on my groups, where can I find a suitable practitioner in my area? So I usually send them to your site. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Leslie, and thank you, Fuad, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Bye, guys. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.